All right, so here we go. Again, please let me know if there's any issues with the sound quality from the AirPods. And we are up to the bottom line on Lamed Tessamad Vase on 39B. Bottom line, we're up to the words, Omar Rabbi Yosef. A few words before the end, today's daf is daf mem. Here we go. Omar Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef says, inish. A person should not put their dough into the boiling water. If you're doing two wheat kernels at one time, okay, we're now on the top of today's daf. Why not? Because what can happen is one of the kernels can connect itself to another kernel. And perhaps the kernel is not going to be fully enwrapped in the boiling water. And since it's not going to be fully enwrapped and, and the leavening process is not going to be nailed initially, it may perhaps become chametz. Now for the next few halachas, for the next little bit, this is going to be the focus of the Gemara. That what do you do in scenarios when you have a situation where um, uh, you, know, you, you have a uh, uh, flour and water, you, you have a dough, where water comes into contact with something that perhaps has not yet been fully baked, has not been fully cooked. How concerned do you have to be um, in order to make sure that it doesn't turn into chametz? So, so far what we learned is you're allowed to have one kernel. If you're going to do two kernels at once, that is not appropriate because they can end up uh, touching each other, connecting to each other. And the, the completion of the cooking slash baking process may not happen to the kernel in its, in its totality. And that could lead to chametz. We are Avai said another similar halacha. A person also should not uh, singe two stalks together. Okay, when you start to burn it with a flame, because maybe um, you may even have liquid come out of one side of the stalk and cause the other side of the stalk to become chametz. That's Avai's shita. That's Avai's opinion. Um, if you're so concerned about about stalks touching each other because of the liquid may come out of a stalk, well, guess what? You can even have that same issue with the liquid coming out of one side of the stalk touching the other side of the stalk. He says, Maybe one side of the stalk will end up taking in the wetness, the moisture of the other side. And, and causing chametz. Rabbi says, I don't like a bias halacha. Rather, uh, the, the reason over there by one stalk is that may peris ninum. The issue of the actual moisture is the, the wetness is coming out of a, a stalk. That's going to be considered fruit juice. And we know the halacha like we learned yesterday. Fruit juice leavens in a whole different, has a whole different character than water. Umei peris enon machmitzim fruit juice does not cause chametz um, to the same extent that water does. And Abai ultimately agreed with Rava. Because, not because of the fruit juice aspect, but because of another very interesting halacha. And that is that as long as the, the plant, the vegetable, the fruit is leaking moisture, 
and it's giving something out, it cannot become chametz because it's busy with a different process. Now, I want to explain uh, what, what this halacha is. It's very, very interesting because this comes up in Hilchus Kashrus as well. Okay? Um, and the law of Kashrus is called ID. ID. Since the, it's busy doing one thing, it can't do another thing. For example, let's ask a simple question. If you have a fork that becomes treif, all right? I have a fleshig fork, treif, in other words, we're going to use that term loosely. If I have a fleshig fork and I use the fleshig fork to stick it into hot cheese, so now you got a mixture of meat and milk, what do you do? So you take the fork and you put that non-kosher, that no longer kosher fork into boiling water. Bring it to a rolling boil, and now it's fine, and now uh, it's kosher. I have a question, but didn't the trefa taste in the fork now go into the pot? Where'd it go? So Shkayach, maybe you say, oh, boiling water, you got rid of the taste of the fork. First of all, maybe it went to the pot, and second of all, maybe it went back into the fork. Uh, out the fork, in the fork, right? So it's a rule of ID, that once a pot is busy being pilot, once it's busy uh, taking out a flavor, it's not going to be by layer. It's not going to swallow a flavor. It's busy. It's bu- when it's busy doing one thing, it can't, doesn't do the other thing. But this is why also you're not supposed to leave the fork in there for a long amount of time where it, to a point where it cools off because then taka, the pot may swallow it back in. Okay, fine. Now, how do you know that Abaye uh, backed out of his halacha? The Omar Abaye, Abaye says, Hai chatzpa de ufshuna, when you have a jug that's this is, this is very interesting. It's it's not a jug for for liquids. It's like a it's like a heating jug. We're gonna call it like a thermos with a flame. It's a cup that has like a built-in. Okay, they used it. They it was specifically meant to cook things. So schifa shari. If it's upside down, okay, I don't have a cup here with me. But if you if you have this this heating element upside down, that's okay. Why? Because any wetness that possibly is in the cup is going to drip out. Zakifa aser. But if it's if it's standing straight, then it is aser to um, it's aser to cook your grain in there, because any liquid that is in the that's in the jug is going to stay in the jug. Rav Amar, Rav says afilu zakifa nami shari. Either way, it's okay. Why? Made Paris Nino, same Savari said earlier. Because it's meperos and meperos, einon machmitzim, and fruit juice does not allow things to become chametz. We have to add in at the same pace, or in this with the same, with the same metzias, with the same reality, that water causes chametz. Period. Okay. Renu halacha tonu and the rabbis learned in social week. Ain license to in the pesach. You're not allowed to soak barley on Pesach, the losses, and if you did it, then it depends. If the grains have a cut in them, if they have a cut, so the water went all the way in, so then it's going to be also because it uh, it, it becomes chametz very fast. But if the grains of barley are closed and there's no cuts in them, so it's mutter because it takes a lot longer for these kernels to become chametz. Rabbi Yaisi says, He says, I'll tell you what to do. You should take the barley and you should soak it in vinegar 
and the the vinegar kind of creates a protective shell around the barley so even if afterwards water comes into contact with it it will not become chametz okay very interesting when you have the vinegar when you when you have the um the yeah the barley soaked in vinegar so all you need to do is all you need to do you've, you've kind of created an outer shell for the barley and it can no longer become chametz Amar Shmuel in Allah Gerbiasi. Shmuel says we do not paskin like Gerbiasi, and soaking it in vinegar is not going to be the you know the hidden miracle, so to speak, that protects uh, that protects the barley. Amar Avchist Amar Marukva. Avchist says the name of Marukva. This that we say that if it's cut open, does a mamish have to be like cut in half? Rather, how open, how cut does it need to be? If you if you would take the grains of barley and put them on top of wine, and they would end up opening on their own, opening up larger on their own in order to take in the the goodness of the wine. So that's considered open enough, and that's when you have a problem. Rishmol says no. Rishmol says It means it's mamish like uh, it's completely open. Okay, it's completely open. A lot more than would be necessary to soak in the wine smell. Shmuel gave a halacha um, in the house, to the house of Bar Choshu, Nisbaku Mamish, and he said that it's only going to be a problem if it's uh, if it's Nisbaku, if it's completely split open. That's when. Um, that's when the issue of chametz will come about. Omar Rabba, Rabba says, Baal nefesh yildis. He says, listen, you know, we're starting to give some excuses about how to get this done. But a Baal nefesh, a person wants to be careful from doing yisurim, Allah is lo yiltas. He should not soak anything on Pesach. Stay away. Yeah, you know, people are makbid on gabraks. This is not talking about gabraks right now, all right? But this, but, but this Indian. My area, Bal Nefesh, what does it mean to Bal Nefesh? You shouldn't soak your, your grains in water. Nobody should do that. Tatanya ain't licensed in the Prezak. We said in the mission, I learned to learn from the Bryson. You're not allowed to soak your stuff. Even something that's very hard shouldn't soak it. Even though, you know, you say, oh, the Maisa, it has a shell on it, it's protected, it takes a long, or it takes a long time to become Chum, it's a big deal. Let me soak it for a little bit. It's not really going to become chametz. No, you stay away from any uh, any potential uh, transgressions. Amar lei, Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman said to Rabba, Man nama I disagree with you that this is a proper chumrah to take on. And if somebody does listen to you, is going to end up eating. Uh, uh, you're not going to end up eating fresh food on Yamtif because they're always going to be concerned oh I can't do this I can't do that what if it comes in contact with water he says listen you follow you follow halacha I'll show you homes of big gedailim where they were at Makbid on uh, they allowed themselves to soak their grains in water Rav says it's Asr to uh, to soak the wheat that it's not even uh, you know exact opposite of what these Rabbanim did he says it's not a Midas Hasidus it's not a Baal Nefesh it's not only special people but he says a person he's, he's the most Machmer right so we have three stages now either it's completely forbidden that was Rava 
or you have Rav Nachman says nothing doing that uh, uh, I'll show you homes of G'daylem where they said you should eat it so that person has Gishmaka food on Pesach and you have uh, Rabbah who let us know that uh, Abal Nefesh should try to be strict the Gemara says Allah Hadatanya but this the dinner price ain't lights and siren but Pesach a person should not soak their barley on Pesach. Sorry, who do you shouldn't soak barley? Why are we picking on barley? What about wheat? A person shouldn't eat their meat. What's going on? Tigmar says, no, Avada, Laimi Boy, Kamar. Wheat, of course, is going to be a bigger issue. It's a Laimi Boy, meaning Laimi Boy, Yachitin. You don't even need to talk about wheat. Kivan, the Ispait Sira, since wheat, uh, the, the, the wheat kernels have a, a uh, line, like a crack. In uh, in a week, and I'll keep it this bitterly. So water is going to go in and get stuck in that crack and cause and cause chimut. Avosari desiri, but by the barley, which is more smooth, in mashapidam, I would say beseder. Yeah, there's no, there's much less of an issue of the water having an impact on the actual kernel kamashmalon. Therefore, the Tana lets us know that no barley taka is going to have the uh, uh, the same uh, issue that we have by wheat. Barley also, we need, uh, we have a concern. And then Rava said afterwards, actually, although I said, Rava was the third opinion. Rava was the opinion that you're not allowed to soak anything. Now, Rava's backing out. Rava says, I'm actually going to agree that it's permitted to soak your barley kernels. A person fulfills his chi of matzah with refined flour of ahadah. And with with hardened with uh, coarse flour, right, harsher flour, it's not it's not sifted as well. And guess what? Before you make your fine flour, you have to sift it to a point where it's coarse, okay. And in order to do that, it was also uh, it apparently went through a soaking process. So Mamela, if we're going to allow us to even get to a, perp- a point of making my matzo with fine with with the uh, with the fine flour it must be i allowed soaking because that was the only process that 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 uh allowed this stage to even happen period a sphere of popular rubber papa asked a challenging question on rubber flour and soilus fine flour yeah so if it's from the kfar if it's from the smaller towns so it's tar. You don't have to assume that um, that uh, it's it's uh, tame. Okay. Now we shall krachem But from larger cities, are going to be tame. Now what's going on here? So Rashi explains that we're actually picking on a halacha that we mentioned uh, that, that we mentioned all over Shas, which is that anything that grows from the ground. Only is mekabel tuma once it comes into contact with a, with uh, one of the seven liquids. So, when you buy small town flour, you don't have to assume that the small town people uh, uh, refined their flour with liquids because they don't really know the process well. And therefore, if something tummy touches it, it remains tahar because it's not capable of becoming tummy. You don't have to assume that a, that a liquid ever touched it to make it capable. But when it comes to the larger cities where people have, you know, the mass production, the, the bigger processes to get things done, so then you have to assume that if something tummy touches it, that it's tummy. So the Gemara, the Kfar in my time, don't we assume in the villages, the small towns, 
isn't it because no water touched it because karile silas yet we still call it silas you see it is possible to have silas without liquid Tomorrow says no tergama kimcha it's going on the uh, on the regular flour but we're not referring to the to the refined flour basar dinafik and after <coughs> after uh, he went out omar my timeleimeleimeha so in other words, our Papa asked a question on Rava. Rava left, and now sometimes you have a conversation after the guy leaves, right? You say, oh, I should have said this. Yeah, I should have said this. It's a much better idea, right? So, so, Omar, my time, you know what I should have told Rava? Damar Zira, Zira says the name of Yermiyam, quoting Shmuel, Chitin Shalmanachas, the Chitin of a carbon mincha, ain maizinus amdalach, is they weren't allowed to soak them because carry the silas and they call silas. You see, says her papa, I could have had a much clearer proof that something is called silas even without the soaking process. And therefore, in order to be called silas, it didn't it's not necessarily capable of becoming tummy, whether or not you're in a small town or a big city. Either way, we have a proof directly from the Hilchas Carbonus that we find that, that silas is okay, that, that the name silas exists. Even without the wet. Hadar Amarava, mitzvah Listen to this. Rava, just a few lines ago, told us it's usher to soak your barley. Then we said, Rava backed out and said, okay, fine, it's allowed. Now we're saying, Rava's actually of the opinion that you're supposed to soak your barley. It's a mitzvah to soak it. Shedemar says, you should safeguard the matzahs, Eloi boy lasisa. If I didn't need, if if uh, if you weren't meant to soak your kernels, shimur lemai, what are you watching them from? Ishimur delisha. If you're watching them from the kneading, shimur delisha lav shimuru. That's not called shimur. How do you know it's not called shimur? The amar of huna nachim, the dough of nachim of non-Jews, other mali krisimahem. A person is allowed to eat it at your pesach seder. Ubovad as long as you eat a regular matzah at the end at the end it's okay but not in the in the beginning now let, um, let's explain what's happening here for a minute okay it's, it's not complicated but it needs a little bit of a breakdown when we talk about shmura matzah the word shmura matzah means protected matzah that's what shmura means right it's, it's protected now there's three stages there's three stages for the, the um, for the well, three primary stages we'll call in the production that we're dealing with the the kernel. Step number one is going to be the actual harvesting by the reaping. As soon as the the grain is cut, that's step one. Step number two is when it's turned into dough. Step number three is the actual baking. Now, which one of those steps, when the Torah says, Ushmartem as hamatzis, you have to protect your matzahs from becoming chametz. At which step? From the time of reaping, from the time it becomes dough, or from the time it gets put into the oven. Okay? So, what Rav is saying is, that Ushmarta Metzamatzis is is uh, referring actually to um, uh, uh, Ushmarta Metzamatzis is not referring to the doing stage, 
my time not let's keep reading what's the reason because um, uh, since he's not protecting it from shmira so you can't have your other flowers for your mitzvah of matzah you could have it you could eat it but and maybe the shimur means from the time you put it in the oven what was the shmur matzah from the time you put it in the oven you see that the shimur is needed even from the time that the kneading is done. What is guarding? What does it mean shimur? What is it? What is the ushmar de mesamatzis? It's even from the beginning, okay? While it's still a grain, it's still grain. It still it still has its original form, and memela uh, rava holds that it's a mitzvah to wash off your grain. And this is part of the Shmarta Mesamatsa's process. Says Gemara, what are you talking about? Mamai. What sort of proof is that? Don't Mashani Hasam. Maybe the, the dough of a guy. Again, we're saying you're allowed to purchase dough from a guy and eat it on Pesach. Right? You can't have your Achilles Matzah with it. Be let eat on Pesach. Says Gemara, maybe over there is different. At the time that it needed to be guarded, from the time the flour and water touched, Layava Lashimwa. Maybe he didn't do any uh, shimur, okay? And um, even if he didn't watch it, he could tell it didn't, it didn't turn into chametz. It didn't start leavening yet. But maybe if at the time that it became dull, their taka was a shimur, you see from here that you can call the, the shimur of the, the kneading part, it, that's also called shimur. It doesn't need to be only the afia, and if that's true, and even so, um, Rava is, is sticking to his guns. Because we know that in halacha, Rava said to people who were taking their stalks of grain, he said, out in the field, he said, when you start turning over your stalks of grain out in the field, you should have in mind, even at the first stage, even at the first stage, make sure once it's harvested, water doesn't touch the stalks before it would, before the step prior to it becoming dough. Okay? You see that Rav Ataka holds that Shmura Matzah is from all three stages from the reaping from the time of reaping through the time that it's made into dough through the time of baking now the Gemara is going to tell us a quick story Mar Bre de Ravina Mar the son of Ravina we turn to the top of Arbe. his mother would keep grains for him Ba'arbe uh, in like a basket basically um, uh, the the um, Rashi explains, you see that his mother kept special wheat for him. What does it mean special wheat? What, what makes it special? She made sure water never touched the wheat from uh, from the time of harvesting. Okay, so you see that even from the time of harvesting, it's appropriate to uh, to be careful. Okay. There was a boat that had wheat. The Tava Bechishta that it, 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 it drowned, it sank in a place called Chishta. And Rava, after Pesach, allowed the Yidin to benefit by selling it to Gaya. Which means, it's not real chametz. Very interesting, right? It had wheat, it's zinc, 
and we're allowing it after Pesach, it was owned by Yidin. If we're allowing Yidin to benefit, that means it's not considered real chametz on Pesach. Eisvei Rabbi Barli Vosi the Rava. Rabbi Barli Vosi said to Rava, "Harez aliim krenu lenochri." A person. Uh, I lost the job. I'm sorry. I, I, I lost the place because I skipped the line. Eisvei Rabbi Barli Vosi the Rava. When you have a, a uh, baguette where you're not sure if uh, where the client is, you know that there's a chance that it's shotness, and now you're not sure what to do with it. So, you shouldn't even sell it to You shouldn't use it for a saddle. You're allowed to make tachrichim for a mace. Okay, a dead person is not obligated in mitzvahs, and if you bury it in the ground. It's not going to come to any sort of avira. Says the Gemara, "Lenachim my time am I? Why can't you sell shatnis to a guy?" Mishum Isn't there a concern? A guy is allowed to wear shatnis. So sell it to a guy. What's the concern that he might down the road sell it to a yid? Same thing by the by the wheat. Why are you let us sell the wheat to a guy? Maybe down the road the guy is going to sell. That your taka let us sell. One cob at a time to Yisrael. What happened was they found the grain before Pesach. They, the ship the ship sank and they were selling the wheat prior to Pesach, before Pesach. So you're allowed to sell uh, the wheat in limited quantities to a Yid because then you know the Yid will eat it before Pesach and he's not going to come to uh, take this Chabot Vika wheat. And uh, and think that and, and think that it's taka, not chametzdek, because how does he know it's wheat? Yidin, once it's dried out, you aren't going to know that it's sink and that water touched it. Okay, so you're let us sell it in limited amounts. This way, uh, you could be assured that that uh, the yidin wouldn't eat it on Pesach. Tan Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and so should we. A person should not add flour to a pot on Pesach. Person who does want to add flour to a soup on Pesach, nice as a kamach, she put the flour into uh, first put in the flour, and afterwards you should add the vinegar to the flour. Apparently, by adding vinegar, it speeds up the cooking process so it has less chance of becoming chametz. And some people say, you could even put the vinegar in first, and afterwards add the flour. Who is the Yishayim that allows the vinegar first? Amr Afista Rav Hudu. Afista says Rav Yehuda B'tanam. We learned in a Mishnah. You have a frying pan or a cooking pot that the, the, the contents are still hot. So it can still cook something in the pot, but it's no longer on the flame. You're not allowed to add spices to it on Shabbos. Okay? It's a clearishin. And it's still going to be considered cooking. But you're allowed to put spices into a bowl or into a uh, uh, also another cliche. You're allowed to put spices into even a klirishon unless it has uh, any sort of uh, what we'll call a pickling agent because these things speed up the cooking process. Says the Gemara of Anukmakravyasi. Why don't we say the Tana is following Rabyasi? The Tana learned to the Bryce Rabyasi Aimer Shura Bachimitz. Rabyasi says that a person soaks barley inside of vinegar, Bachimitz Saimson, the vinegar uh, closes it off. 
okay? Like it, it's like, remember that was the beginning of the Gemara today, the vinegar becomes a shell around it and it kind of allows it to, it, it allows it to stop the Chomet process. Answers the Gemara, when did we hear Rav Yaisi say that vinegar stops Chomet? That is, that's when the vinegar is strong. But if it's now in a pot of other things, the vinegar doesn't have the total uh, impact. And Mamela, it's not going to create this protective shell around the barley. Ula Marula says, Either way, um, it's going to be Usr, whether you put the flour before the vinegar, then you put the flour. We say to another, get out of here. Don't even get close. Meaning, if vinegar is something that can cause the chimut process to happen, to happen, we're not going to say, oh, if you put in first, then it's one way. If you put in second, no. Stay away from vinegar. Stay away. Stay away. Same way we tell another. Don't go near a vineyard, right? If there's a chance that this chametz can cause, if this that this uh, vinegar can cause chametz, don't don't do it in any direction. Uh, no, 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 whether you put in first or second. A puppy shortly laboriously the beirish glusser. A papa gave uh, allowed the bakers of the Reish Galusa's house, the Mimcha Kadira Bechasisi, to add a flour to a soup that was made with fully roasted grain. You're allowing such a thing when there's so many servants around that can, that can make a mistake and lead to chametz. He didn't like that. Even though, you know, you, you could find a loophole to allow it. He didn't like that one bit. Some say, that he not it's not that he objected to it but rather he said there's no problem whatsoever and he himself he himself would do it he himself would allow those to uh to add flour to soups and different hot liquids that uh in order to thicken it because it was considered uh fully cooked it was considered fully cooked now because your mom is cooking it and there was no chance of it becoming chametz. And even though we're not finished the daf, I gotta catch my flight. So we'll hold it here and Bez Hashem tomorrow morning, um, uh, tomorrow mor- uh, tomorrow afternoon, 12.15. Mitzvah at 12.15 tomorrow. We'll pick up from this Mishnah and uh, continue with tomorrow's daf, which is daf Memalaf.